Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. As a church, we're going through the, um, the basics of our faith, and I have the wonderful privilege of going through a, uh, a topic that, um, that I really love, um, especially one of the verse points. And uh, if you just now joining us, we've gone through um, uh, who is Jesus, we, we've gone through like the, um, the importance of scripture, and today we're talking about how God leads us. And uh, I just want to go through three quick points. I won't keep you too long. Um, but um, as I was going through this topic, one scripture really stuck out. Out of all the scriptures that we'll go through today, one scripture really stuck out to me. And it comes from Psalms 119, 105. And it's, it's, it's very symbolic to how God leads us. If uh, living in a very dark world, like he's like a lamp to our feet and gives us like guidance into like what our next step will be. So that would be the essence of today's topic. You know, um, just from a broad standpoint, the concept of God's guidance is central to a lot of religions, a lot of faith, a lot of faith. But specifically to ours, um, there's several ways that God leads us. Like some people have some kind of um, uh, divine revelation where you have like dreams, or visions, or unctions. Uh, unctions. Um, there's other like divine providences, like things happen to you for a reason. Certain circumstances happen, and you credit that towards God. But there's three specifically things that ways that God leads us that I will be focused on today, and that's through um, the through Scripture. He has specific commandments and teachings in the Scriptures that we can trust and we can believe in. Um, two through prayer. Prayer is a central language to speak directly to God, so we'll be talking about that. And last but not least, we will talk about divine inspiration, which is the, one of the most important topics, but yet the most difficult topic to speak about at the basic sense. So let's, let's, delve, let's delve straight in and talk about the word. If you believe scripture to be true and you abide in it, then you will be blessed. You will see scriptures tell us what to do, what to do, and it protects us. We believe um, we believe that scriptures God breathed. Um, there was human authors who wrote it, but we believe that God inspired them to write the words um, down. And uh, there's a couple of scriptures that, that talks about that. It's in John one one, it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for the training in righteousness. As I said, in order to, you must believe that scripture is true in order to begin to receive the blessings from it. If you look at any text in the history of mankind, there's no other text that has been quoted or, or researched as much as the Bible. 
To further validate this point, there's been over 300 prophecies that have been fulfilled from the beginning of the text to the end of the text. And if you just look, focus on just eight of those that are highlighted, I have a QR code. You can, you can scan it, take off your phone, you can scan it. They're all three, it's, it's more, a little bit more than 300. But you can go through them, you can actually see what those fulfilled prophecies were. And the author f focused on just the first eight. And if you look at just the first eight of those, it's nearly impossible to fulfill those prophet prophecies. Some of the prophecies happened before the son Jesus was even born. Like how do you determine who you're born by? How do you fulfill a pro prophecy like that? It's, it's, it's incredible. So if we look at just the way that we examine texts based on research, the Bible, the words that are in it, has proven to be true. Last but not least, people in the Bible, they've died for what's written inside of it. You have to firmly believe in something to be able to face your death and to still hold on to those, those, those teachings as true. So once you believe that wholeheartedly that the, the, the scripture is true and you begin, to re, you begin to do it, the most important thing, you will be blessed. If you look at James 1.22, one thing I, I, I recognize the more that I have the opportunity to speak is that we use Bibles, the hand copies, far less than we used to, and we have phones. So I encourage you, when I have a scripture and I quote it, go look it up. It takes a quick second to Google it, and we're gonna take screenshots. And what I normally do is I take screenshots and I put them into a folder. Um, um, forgive, for all those that have um, cell phones, you can actually organize your photos. I organize the scriptures, the, the screenshots into a folder. And that's what I encourage you to do. So first scripture that we're gonna look up, James 1, 22 to 25. I have a lot of scriptures to go through. I won't put you through the, through, through the ringer of going through each and every one of these scriptures, but some of the scriptures, it's too much context to cover in just a short 20 to 25 minute message. So I will reference them, and then I'll encourage you to read them all at your, in, in your own leisure. So James 1, 22 to 25, I'm gonna read this. Keep in mind we're talking about the, um, the importance of doing uh, what the word says. James 1, 22 through 25, it says, do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Last but not least, as we follow scripture, we'll learn what route to take. Scripture guides us. Some of the most memorable scriptures grow in popularity because of the use case in our everyday lives. There's a couple that are, um, that are scriptures that I go back to and has helped me. There's one scripture in particular helped me since I was a teenager. teenager. It says, blessed is he who has a multitude of counsel. Blessed is he who has a multitude of counsel. There's another one that I, um, in my 20s, I grew to love and I began to quote it. It said, blessed is he, it says, uh, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtained a favor in the Lord. 
And that was my, Proverbs 18, 22, that was my favorite scripture. Oh, and uh, I, I found my, my, uh, my wife. She's down teaching the kids right now, bro. First Peter 5, 8, um, be alert and sober-minded. It's very important. Be alert and be sober-minded because your enemy, the devil, roams around like a warring lion seeking who he may devour. That's very important to be conscious and aware that the enemy is waiting for you. Um, I was telling uh, my son, he's 10 years old, about this, about this scripture, and for, for the reference is Lion King. You know Lion King? Lion King? Yeah, you have a little one, Lion King? So Simba was being taught by his dad, the, the two lions, how to pounce on the parrot. And the parrot, he was not paying attention. He was talking, and then eventually the two lions disappeared. And you, as the, the story goes, out of nowhere, he just pounced on the parrot. The parrot didn't even see it coming, even though the parrot knew that it was about to come. Well, this scripture basically says that you know what route to take. You know that the enemy would be there, waiting, seeking who he may devour, about to pounce on you. So be conscious, be aware, be sober-minded, be clear, and clear-minded. Um, just, I want to go through just five practical tips that uh, you can go, th- you can, you can use to help you with memorizing scripture. Uh, you can study a, a passage, a, a scripture, very deeply. If there's a specific scripture that you just don't know what it means, or you, if, if it, it, it helps you, just delve deeper into the scripture and find like a thesaur, uh, a, uh, like a Strong's dictionary, and delve deeply into those scriptures. Um, you can put scripture in a song. One thing I love doing is when the worship team is, is delivering a, 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 a song, singing a song, I try to find the scripture that it references, and I try to see the context of what that scripture is truly saying. And last but not least, one of the most important things that I encourage you to do, you can start doing that today, is incorporate scripture into your, into your prayers. Sometimes you may not know what to pray about, but you can just take the scripture and then begin to pray about that scripture. Things will begin to come out of your mouth and you begin to see like the, the, the essence of what that scripture means. I know that's what helps me in memorizing scripture. Which brings me to my second point. God guides us in prayer. Um, if you ever um, meet somebody who speaks a different language and you try to engage them in that language, even if you... Um, try to string together some words, they would, they would respect your earnest and honest attempt to try to communicate with them. And they'll reply back. And um, prayer is the same thing. You have the opportunity to speak to God. And you may not know the right things to say, but if you try to string together some words, he will respond. Do it. I encourage you to do it. Um, not praying to God is like being in a lifelong road trip with God and not asking him for advice. Pray, I encourage you to pray. It's the language that we use to speak directly to God. And uh, I teach my kids, um, pray, when you pray, don't pray hoping that God hears you, but pray knowing that he is listening. Um, uh, Prayer is something that helps us and guides us in our everyday lives and, and gives us responses and answers that we never would have came up on our own. Um, I took my 
wife out for um, a fresh juice. And so we were searching for these different restaurants. And we came across this one specific small business. And the owner was, he, I can kind of tell that he had some kind of spiritual nature about him. And even though he had to run his business, he kept interacting with us over, an, um, over time. And finally, I, I just asked a question that just opened the floodgates. And he began to share his story. His story was very short and sweet. I'll make it short and sweet for you all. But basically, he owned three small restaurants in another country. And he was, doing, he was being so successful, but he, his, life was run, he was, his life was moving too quickly, too fast. And he was doing things his way. And then one day, he was mugged. And it produced some very serious injuries. And he had to go through some surgeries. And it was, it was a long recovery process. And at that point, when he realized that, at that point he realized he needed to do something else. And that's when he began to pray. That's when he began to ask God, what should I do next? Because he had to support his family, he had, a, uh, he had a family. So God led him, after he prayed, he felt that God led him right here to Chicago. And he's not moving fast, he has the opportunity to grow and have multiple uh, restaurants like he, did before, but this time he's going at a slower pace, and he's trusting um, God more often. That's exactly how prayer can guide us. It come up with, we feel like we can do some things on our own, but the result of the answers of prayer may be totally different from what we imagine. Prayer gives us a way to connect with our deepest concerns. Sometimes we carry things in our lives that are um, the core of our frustrations, or it leads to the most stress in our lives. And prayer has a, has a, has a way of giving us access to what's deep inside of us, and asking, especially when someone asks you for prayer. This one author wrote, Sometimes the deepest desires of our hearts are hidden within our being. They need to be unlocked. And I found that prayer has a way of bringing these things out. Um, I, was, uh, um, I was traveling with my son and I had to stop at a gas station. I never stop, I go to the same gas stations. Same, same series of gas stations around the city. But this particular time, I went to this uh, different gas station. And there was a person who put up on the other side of the pump. And his, his music, when he opened the door, I could hear church music. And I, re, I connected with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my opportunity to engage him in conversation. And it was very cold outside. Let me say that. I'm not the type of person, I don't like cold weather, despite living here in Chicago. But it was freezing cold outside. It had to be somewhere, for those living here in Chicago, it had to be somewhere between 20 to 30 degrees. 20 to 30 degrees. And it was, it was cold, but I wanted to engage him in conversation. And one thing led to another. We began to talk. And then he began to tell me that he has a church, um, which is just west of this church. I told him about our church. And I felt something, on my, I felt something like that he was, he was something on him that he needed to get out, that he needed to release. And I began to talk to him about it directly. He began to pour out things that were at the core of his frustrations, things that were like at the deep, up deepest points of his, of his stress, things that were very personal. 
And I found out that despite him being a church leader, he too has something that's deep inside of him that he needs to pull out, something that only prayer does. And sometimes when we have these things, these deep things that are at the core of our being, we need these to be released in order to be mentally present for other things like family and work here at, at, at church. So prayer is essential to, 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 to unlocking those things so that we can f- be freed up to listen to where God wants us to go. There's a, a couple things that you can do um, to ensure that the results of prayer um, take place. I would say pray with a purpose. It's something about praying with somebody who you know spend time in prayer that changes everything. Have you ever um, went to somebody and um, we all had experiences where somebody said, I'll pray for you. And, but it's, it's a total experience, different experience when you know that that person will actually pray for you. And you'll, 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 curtail, you'll curtail your conversation towards that, that end. You'll open up and you'll share more with that person. So we went through scriptures, we went through prayer, and last but not least, if I lose you at any point, it will be here. Because it's a difficult, difficult subject, but it's the essence of how God guides us. We wrestle with two forces. There's a force here on, on this, the, the physical realm that we see. We see the, the 50, the 60 people that are here, we see them. But there's another world a spiritual realm that is an ongoing war that's going, that's happening. And I, I, I remember a picture, and if you're on social media, you most likely saw this picture before. There's a person who's just walking down the street, minding his own business, has no idea that there's a, a war going on on the side of him. And that's true. And we have to be equipped with something that can keep us in, in, uh, in tune with the spiritual realm. And there's a scripture that I want to share that talks just about that. There's a scripture that, that Jesus talks, is talking to his disciples, and he said that I, was, I, I have to go, but I will send someone, the Holy Spirit, to be here with you. And he will lead you, he will guide you, he will teach you all things. And that's exactly what happens. What we believe is that when you, the moment you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit, and change doesn't happen immediately, but it happens over time. And that's why when you first began to be believe, people will say, there's something different about you. And that ch- it's that change that's starting to take effect. And I'm, I often think about uh, Romans. Here's another scripture for us to go to. It's a very important scripture. Like, we all know it, like, we all have a sense of it, but sometimes actually seeing it and writing on your phone is totally different. So go with me to Romans, the book of Romans. 12:2 Romans chapter 12 verse 2 Oh my goodness it's so great to see a physical bible 
Like, it's, um, have you ever walked down the street with a, with a physical Bible? Have you ever carried a Bible with you? You should see the, 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 the expression on people's faces. It's, it's almost as if like, you're being vulgar towards them or something, like you're, you're saying some bad words to them. Like they, some people are offended by you carrying a Bible, so it's so great to see like, a physical Bible from time to time. For those of you that have your smartphones, Romans 12, verse two. Take a screenshot of this. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And um, I, I like to think this as um, a precursor to what will happen as you become a believer. I remember, um, I remember when, I, um, when I came um, to church one day, when somebody, when I was an unbeliever, somebody kept inviting me to church, kept telling me to come. And uh, I know this person from high school, and for some reason why, he was totally different from high school. In high school, my parents never wanted me to hang out with him, but it was something different. And I kept throwing things his way to try to trip him up, like, like where's the old person? But it was just something that changed. Like, it was not the same being. And when I came to church, um, I see people, they come, to the, they come up to the altar and they ask, but they, they're at band. Their acts for prayer, and um, I didn't want to go up. I kept finding ways and reasons why I didn't, that, why I did not do it. But you know what happened? I finally did. And everything I said I wasn't going to do, that wasn't going to happen, happened. I told myself I'm going to go there. I'm going to walk back to my seat. Everything's going to be fine. That did not happen. I came up to the front. The pastor told me, hold my hands up. I held my hands up. He said, no, hold them up. So I held my hands up. That's the last thing I remember. But I do remember the moment when I opened my eyes. I felt so refreshed. And I was like, whoa. And like right then and there, something, something changed. And that's what I saw in that guy from high school. It's, it's, it's a t- dramatic change. And it happens, and it, it didn't just stop there, it happens oh, nearly two decades later. There's still a transformation process that's still going on in me. And I'm still trying to fine tune my ear to the, to the promptings. I'm still working on being constantly obedient to, to the um, the urges that the Holy Spirit gives me. And I'm still learning about it to this day. And uh, it wasn't until I started studying this that I, I, I can look back and say, that's the Holy Spirit. We went to a, um, last summer, we went to, um, uh, what's the name of the, the conference? Equip. We went to Equip. And uh, thank you. We went to Equip. And Equip is for leaders within um, this, uh, this, this church, but you, you don't have to be a leader. You can come. You meet other leaders from other churches just like ours. And um, there was a point where the worship was going forth and worship was so good that people came to the front. They wanted to worship and they wanted to pray. And I think Sheila, the person who was just here just last week with her husband, she went to the front and she began to speak and people began to lift up their hands. And then some of the young men went to the front. And these are young men that, you know, they, they cool, they don't want to. And, but when they came up to the front, 
all that coolness just fell off. And they were just on their knees and they lifting up their hands and they had their glasses off. And like some, some men, some boys, they don't cry, but they, like, they were just like this ugly face and just crying. And I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit working in them. I'm like, that's it. And there's a scripture specifically that talks about that. It says that the Holy Spirit, John 3, 8, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it, you hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it's with everyone born of the Spirit. And sometimes when you're in a church and you see people just, just like, like, just like popcorn, just, just doing different things, that's the Holy Spirit. Just, just, you can't control it. You can't put it in a bottle. It just jumps and leaps on, like, it's just, it's, it's his own nature. He's his own nature. I see that we're growing close to time, so let me wrap it up. There's, uh, there's several times where um, we talk about being transformed by the Holy Spirit. There's several times where we, when we talk about social media, it's not, there's uh, unfortunate that um, there's an entire generation that's engulfed in it. And sometimes it's not accepted in the church, but I want to use it as an illustration to help you understand how the, tra- the Holy Spirit transforms you and guides you in your everyday life. So I'm on social media, and I have a, um, I have, every once in a while I have to take a break from it because as I'm interacting with people, I begin to speak in post updates. Did I say it wrong? Status updates. Have you ever spoke to someone or experienced something and said, ooh, this is content, this is content. You pull out your phone and you begin to record or you say, I have to document this, I have to put this onto social media. And what I've noticed is that I have to pull away because my mind is constantly thinking about what's the next update. It's like I'm engulfed into social media. Likewise, the Holy Spirit is the same exact way. When you begin to engulf yourself in, this, in, this, in, in, in scripture, when you begin to delve into prayer, when you begin to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and you do what it says, you begin to be aware of certain scenarios like, oh, that's the, that's the Spirit leading me. That's the Spirit guiding me. So wrapping this up, regardless of how people Say God's guides them. It, God guides in many different ways. What I just truly want to just focus on is the three that I've seen the most prevalent in my life. Seeing God in scripture and following the scripture. Being in prayer and somebody speaking about something that I never gave them insight into. And knowing that that's like, that's God working in prayer. And last but not least, being prompted and following and obeying the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. So would you, uh, in closing, would you um, bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, I I thank you for this opportunity to share what you've been working in my life. And I pray that it's been touching to someone here. I pray that someone looks at the scriptures that's on their phone or scriptures that we discussed today and that they take it to heart and study it in depthly. I pray that someone takes that scripture and prays about it 
and is changed and, 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 deceives, and receives some kind of response or some kind of guidance from you, Lord. I pray that they walk away knowing that you're listening and not hoping that you care. And last but not least, if there's anyone that don't have the Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that you fill them. I pray that those that are filled be eager and willing to obey your promptings, Lord. And last but not least, I thank you for each and every soul, every vessel that's here. I pray that you, you just pour into them and that they don't leave here the same way that they came. I pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.